Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts today, Michael Shields, and I have with me a uh, podcaster, musician, uh, film enthusiast, uh, friend, uh, honorary, welcome to the Party Pal family, Jonathan Hart. Welcome back to the program, Jonathan. Uh, thank you. It's uh, always always fun to come on and talk about whatever we've been watching, so thanks yes. for having me. Oh, it's, it's always such a pleasure on this end. Uh, real quick, before we get going... Um, I've been appreciating uh, some of your music, and I know you just got a new song um, that's up on uh, Bandcamp. It's called New Day Soon. Um, I like it, man. Really great stuff. I'm, I'm glad to see you out there doing your thing. Uh, what's the inspiration behind that? Because it's kind of like a little bit of a story behind that one. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, of course. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not here to plug this stuff, but I will tell you it's... Um, that's that song yeah you know, i've been writing songs for a long time and that song is probably my most overtly political thing that i've ever written and it's the first thing i've ever put out um and i was literally uh it was inauguration day 2017 i was sitting on my sofa and um kind of farting around with a guitar drinking whiskey and um watching mostly on mute the inauguration stuff dark and day yeah it was it was not a happy day and uh and yeah so that that's kind of where this song came out of and it's i don't think it's a sad song but it's definitely um i think it's uh, somewhere about just keeping motivation yeah yeah uh to hang on yeah you kind of got reasons it. to hang on and and believing in something more and better out there um it's real great. All the proceeds for the song you decided um, will go to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, uh, until the next inauguration day. So I really, ex- I, re- I respect that as well. I just, I just want to mention that real quick. I enjoy it. Today we are here to talk about uh, a documentary called "John Was Trying to Contact Aliens." It's uh, a 2020 doc um, film directed by Matthew Killip and featuring John Shepard. The documentary tells the story of electronic whiz John, John Shepard who tried to contact aliens by broadcasting music into space for over 30 years utilizing his state-of-the-art broadcasting equipment. He doesn't find those aliens, but he does find something, and we're here to talk about that. Um, John, to kick us off, what, um, what captiv- captivated you about this doc? You know... Um I, somehow, so this thing's on Netflix, and you guys can all go watch it, and and it's it's really short, and so I got hip to it off of uh, just from Twitter, from you know the like record and music people that I correspond with all the time on Twitter, and they started talking about it. I was like, what is this thing? And and they said 
buzzwords, the keywords that attracted my attention. And I and and one of them, of believe it or not, of course, was that it's it's 16 minutes long. And I was like, what? What? And it's good. So I pull it up on Netflix, and somehow my the algorithm completely, you know, it wasn't there, but it pushes so many buttons for me. It's um, just kind of outsider. Uh, kind of wizardry is his his electronics uh, and broadcasting stuff. He's a, he's clearly, although they don't really dig into it, he's clearly a record collector of like pretty expansive and interesting uh, catalog. And I wanted to know more uh, there. I wanted to know more when they show they were showing the kind of the, the sleeves of a couple of the records, and it was pretty impressive. I'm sure we'll touch on that a mo- more as well. But yeah, go on. yeah, and and then. Then there's just this passion that he has, yeah. uh, and and the real, I think the pursuit and actual ultimate realization of it. I think it's just it's oh it's delightful. So how <laughs> how could you not dig it? It's it's absolutely it's funny. Um, everything you just said uh, about how it didn't you know it, it connects a lot of dots for me. I mean music, <laughs> aliens. Uh, just I watch a lot of documentaries these days. And it didn't show up on, you know, the algorithm didn't didn't pin me down either. It wasn't on the Netflix. It wasn't until you mentioned it to me. And it was funny. You mentioned, um, you know, you're like, check it out. It's short. <laughs> and I didn't think, I did not think for a second that it would be 16 minutes when I looked it up how short it was. It was, uh, you know, I know we're both fans of micro jams. It was, it was like a micro micro doc <laughs> and that's that is i mean that is appealing I, it sounded like it was appealing to you i mean it was just something someone told me it was good a that i really trust and b you know this fits in any window i wanted and um you know it's i, I thought that was that was that's it was interesting for me to think about because i mean i'd like documentary shorts but i always find myself in uh, time and again when i'm watching some of these shorts almost you know i want more sometimes or some some it's just perfect it, it fits but um this this just the, the the way this unfolded and um, the story they told, which kind of has two two big aspects to it, it really worked in 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 this short little time frame. And I just went away feeling satisfied and feeling good. Yeah, it's like um, a short documentary, like a uh, like a short story. It, it, a lot of people attempt them, and sometimes they're just telling us. They're just telling a story in a very compact space, and that's not the same as a short story. You know, a short story really yeah. has a complete arc, and this this does that, and it's yes. uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, when I when I first watched it, I was uh, on Twitter after dinner, and I saw several people tweeting about it, and I got up, and my son was reading here on the sofa in my office, and I took my computer and I went into the next room into the bedroom and lay down and watched it while he was still reading before bed and <laughs> watched the whole thing came back in. My wife and son had not moved from where they were still reading. And I, and I was a little bit different. I was a little bit changed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way to think about it. it in that moment. Um, you know, I, I published that across the margin. I published a lot of flash fiction and one of the, things I find so powerful about, about flash fiction is how they're able, how writers are able to evoke uh, an emotion in such a small amount of space. And that's something that happened here. And, and just, you're right, after 16 minutes, it was kind of nice um, before I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. It, not usually can I um, 
you know, stop everything for 15 minutes and just, you know, kind of review the whole thing. So I was able to revisit it in that way too. But yeah, it is, it's, it's super affecting. It's, I think a word I'm going to be saying um, a bunch as we discuss here is it was really sweet. And I, I, I mean that in, in just the most, in the best way. It was, it, I was really, I really found it touching. Um, but there was something really cool. I think we really should kind of, you know, dig our, dig our heels into the, this, this concept of being um, a DJ to the stars. Right. I mean, is there, is there a cooler, <laughs> more interesting hobby than that? That was so, that was so fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm a music podcaster, right? So I'm basically yep. putting together music and just throwing it out there into, into the void of the internet, but he's throwing it into the very literal void of space. He's not even aiming it to the, you know, the people across town. Like I, they don't even talk about in the documentary. And that's, it is a question that I have is could people down the street listen? Because I would have, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. His, his show sounded, it was, it was, I mean, it, it was, he put, you already mentioned passion. He was really leaning into it. And he's, I mean, he's setting this up just like a, like a regular DJ would. And, and, and the, re, the, the, the type of music he was choosing is something that would appeal to both of us and I think a lot of people out there. I mean, he mentions the word non-commercial uh, right off the bat, but he was d- using like Afrobeat, um, German experimental music. Uh, I mean, just jazz. Trying to think of like, what else. Jazz. Uh, oh, Eastern a lot of jazz, music, funk, and gamelan music. Yep. I mean, he, absolutely. I think one of the things that these musics have in common is that they're um, they don't require language. Yeah, and and I yeah. think that is kind of the thing that he was not able to say or not saying, uh, at least in the way they edited it. Uh, maybe he actually said yeah. it. Um, and we should talk about, I want to talk more about that in a sec. But as far as the music goes, yeah, he's playing all of this stuff that as as a form of communication with the aliens, he's thinking that, you know, this music is going to make sense to somebody who has no basis no reference to speak our language but then he introduces yep. it by saying here's a little something to warm your night a little afro pop <laughs> you know yeah. which is so yeah. dj and just so like yeah. charming and like normal uh i think that's the part he was amusing himself or just kind of getting yeah. into it a little bit but i mean this that's it, there is uh, an aspect of this that it is an ode to music as the universal language i mean what really got me was at one point he's just he was deciding what he you know was going to choose as a music and he's like I thought the best signal would be music and just what you know just that language being something that could resonate with anyone and so that's kind of like a, a an ode to music in its own way and and yeah I think um it's it's so interesting to think about the initial motivations of what kind of led him to that place. And, and I think that kind of brings us back to what would be the beginning of this story of, you know, why would he, you know, choose to do this? Meaning there was a hole. I believe there was a hole he was feeling with this. He's from rural Michigan. And, um, and that hole is sad. It's sad to think about that he, you know, he was growing up with his grandparents, didn't know his, 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 um, his own parents. Uh, and he was looking for a connection. That's what this kind of is about, looking for a connection. Absolutely. And and it's funny how, it's not funny, it's smart 
it's smart the way they put they assemble this. I, I have to say, they drive this whole thing with J- John as the narrator. There's no third party narrator here. It's it's John talking and kind of through the interviews, piecing together the entire story. There's a couple clips, like a news clip or whatever, about him. But uh, he, you know, he exposes this hole, this, as you put it, and that, which is uh, this void or gap in his life, and then talks about how he tried to fill it. And then he talks a little further, and you realize that, you know, that continued into his adult life, uh, where, he, you know, he talks about how he's a gay man in rural Michigan, and he doesn't, he doesn't have any outlet or any opportunity for connection there either. Um, and and so this guy builds equipment, buys off-the-shelf stuff, invents his own equipment that is like, it's one, it, part of it looks like it should be on the set of a Star Trek show, which I know you're a fan of, no so we've talked about Star yes, Trek. Yep, yep. And, but, of course. but at the same time, I mean, this stuff is real. And maybe it's really yeah. doing stuff like this is for real. It took mm-hmm. overtook his house, his grandparents' house, and like they built an addition strictly for this. Like that's just yeah. that's. I don't want to say it's, it's crazy. Incredible. incredible is a good word. It's yeah. just it's yeah. it's wild, man. This is uh yeah. It is extreme behavior. He's really, really, literally reaching for something here and putting a lot that's- of energy into it. Um, yeah, he, um, just to, I want to touch to, you did mention that he was, um, you know, a gay man in, in rural Michigan and he only, there was only, he mentioned it once and there's one, just one sentence where he talks about it, but it's so clear that, that, how hard it was, just the way he says it and, and, and just kind of the allude that he does that, that. That left him, not only was his family limited and just, you know, he was isolated by space and, 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 and there's this other thing. And it was that he, you know, I'm sure I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is I believe there was a lot more pain um, than he let on that was caused by being that. And so, yes, he was filling the hole. But to continue up, pick up where you were talking, he was self-taught. Yeah. And all like he was that's I mean, this this electronic wizard it, that he is, is he all these contraptions like that, that you said look like straight out of a sci fi show. He's he's birthing these into the world on his own, piecing this this whole thing together. It's it's truly it's 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 wild to get your head around. It's it's so impressive. It really is. And I, I I'm I'm stunned by it. I watched it again today. He's going through this this that one sequence where he's going through the storage area and he's looking at all these these old components and he's rattling off what they are and and he and he's just like and he and he says, of course, now it's just pieces of thoughts. Like oh, this guy, he actually kind of speaks in poetry without trying. It's very yeah. it's it's kind of yeah. cool. He's um yeah he's a fascinating character and. And then you know, I, I I think it's worth noting that his his he was raised by his grandparents and they were extraordinarily supportive, like a way above and yeah. beyond. So while he he still had this void, this need for a connection, he he wasn't he wasn't unloved. He just it wasn't enough, and that's fair. Um, totally. 
Totally. And and I think it's also touching that the uh, the dedication at the very end is to his grandmother, um, which yeah. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. He was he, he he was an incredibly endearing human being. Yeah. And I know we're staring everything to what happens with him, but I think him you know finding out the um, his backstory and it's amazing. We've just talked you know about ten minutes about all this and it happened in a 16 minute right. span and we still haven't even gotten to the crux but you know we we did get his backstory where there was loneliness and and other um things that that you know kept him away from people but you know i mean besides that he just he needed that connection and it was just set up so well that you knew how he he just seemed so lovable and that when he found love it felt really good there was like a true payoff yeah. when, when when we were led on to to him finding finding that connection. It wasn't the connection that he was looking for, but it was real. It was it hit pretty hard. It was tender. It really was. And I'd like to point out with that is that when he describes meeting his partner John, also named John, yep, um, also John, that uh, you know, of course he he describes physical attraction, but then he says, you know, they started talking, and one of the things they started talking about very quickly was music and their uh, uh, coinciding interests in unusual music. I think that's the word he used, unusual music. But um, and and that was just so sweet to see them together. And like it was really, I I mean, John, uh, John Shepard sums it up at one point, pretty right at the end, the connection was found. And uh, yep. God, that's just perfect bow. Like, you don't get that in <laughs> in enough movies. No. You know, no, absolutely. It was um, it it was, it's 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 really wild to think about the. He was he put so much of his heart into it, and you would think that someone would be really really disappointed by not getting results from it. But there was something he was talking about at one point. He's like, and this was even before. He found that connection with John. There was this optimistic outlook that I was really drawn to. Is well, while, while I might not have found hard evidence of UFOs, the project provided me with a, a venue for um, creativity and, and and purpose, and and something he could share with other people. So he saw he was able to see what he was getting from it, and and you know what, you know, in what he was doing, even before. You know, he found that ultimate uh, ultimate connection, and it just that there's a positivity there that you know you don't see in a lot of people who kind of would, uh, you know, could look at this as a failure. Right. You know, uh, ultimately, yeah. well, the aliens never landed, never talked back, so we just closed it down after a while. It was expensive. It was big. <laughs> These things are really yeah. funny looking in the backyard. So, but it's none of that. He's just like. Yeah, we did this. We did this forever. It was really, it was, it was interesting. I learned a lot and uh, cool. And yeah, <laughs> you know, so positive. I, yeah, and yeah. and I and I said the thing about the bow. It's it, so many times I watch a documentary and I come away with a. Um, it describes a problem that persists. You know, so many documentaries are yeah. watch, uh, which are and, and many of them are very important and talking about very important problems and things in the yep. world, and they just walk and away that's their with role like, a, to, yeah, their role is to open their eye, your eyes to that problem. Yeah, so but. many of them are a call to action, and this is not that. This is 
a it's it's a portrait of just something something perfect that happened in an imperfect world it gets buttoned up it doesn't always get buttoned up and which is which is wild uh musically speaking did you um uh recognize any of the the albums it was very brief going through i only saw an art blakely album but yeah, yeah, I mean, I recognized a couple, like there's a, you know, Fripp record that I have, um, but a lot of the stuff, you know, and I, there's like a Jarrett, Keith Jarrett record I saw in there, and yep. uh, they didn't focus enough on them for oh. my for oh. my taste. But then I, I could, <laughs> they could literally have just held a camera and flipped through records for two hours, and I would have watched I need a that. John Shepard, I need a John Shepard, um, uh, like Cribs, or like, just like, uh, but with just his records, spending time with that. That would be really fascinating. Just an Instagram page with flipping through yes. records. <laughs> and he can talk about them if he wants. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, it was It was, It was. was clear his musical taste was totally eclectic and, and, and really, really interesting, which was neat. But just thinking about how I went into it, too, I mean, going in blind to this one was, was really special. Um, just because it did... You're, you're immediately... There's so much to grab onto with him doing this, 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 um, uh, uh, tell this communication, this, this, this journey to try to find something out there. That's such a big world search, anyways. And then just the turn to making it into a love story was 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 just it. It was unexpected in the most delightful way. And that's that's why I think we're here talking about it. It's, it was special. It, it was, and and I will say, um, although I knew there there was a element of records in the thing too that was the other beat so you know you get for me uh, coming into it, watching the thing was like uh, he's trying to contact a, what is this he's building these oh look at all those records you know every i oh man i love this guy you know i was really just like mm-hmm. I, I yeah it, it yeah. yeah suckered me in the whole way of course i get i'm i i find people's um passion intoxicating if someone's like way into something i'm i'm always just like tell me more show me yeah. more like it's, it's great take me into your world and it was that was that was one of the cases here um you know uh i was thinking just because there's it just kind of I'd, I'd almost like to see how he would think about this idea but i mean recently um and this kind of got buried in the the, the hellscape uh, news cycle that that exists in this moment but i mean uh, the pentagon all but um confirmed that you know ufos have been spotted and sighted or it's you know what i'm talking about with that i mean i'm, I'm curious uh if if you know maybe his you know what i this is i'm gonna go off the reservation go a little bit it. but i'm happy with it. it you know what i'd like to think about the fact that maybe out there maybe there's a civilization that like he's a hero too, like he's their musical hero. That they they've been receiving it. I love that that idea. Or even better yet, uh, a lone space cowboy who's just out there and just like he's you know whatever he's a shipper or just something that that keeps him on the on the space road by himself. And and John was the one that that he spent his time with. You know that's if not for him, he might have lost his mind or worse. And. and John Shepard was there with his radio show for 30 years. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm no scientist, um, but I he's blasted those things out into space. I I'd love to believe there's they they continue to travel out into space. I'm not sure that's how yeah. radio works, but I want to believe that. Um I certainly do believe that probability exists of uh life out sure. there. I think the 
it probability of them coming here greatly drops when you try to calculate it yeah. uh, for a variety <laughs> yeah. of reasons that we, we don't have to yep. go into. But um, yeah, I, I like I that idea that somewhere out there, and maybe not now, maybe it's a thousand years from now, it finally reaches somewhere. And, uh, and, yep. then, for, and then for 30 of our years, they can listen to what John Shepard was blasting out there. I think I'm okay as opposed to, um, you know, what else could possibly be the option from whether our government or, or any other government. It, I think I'm okay with John Shepard's radio show being our first contact to, to a lot of people. You know, that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as a win for representation for humankind. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm with you there. <laughs> any, um, any other thoughts on this, um, this micro doc? I, I just hope more people see it i i've netflix yeah. is notorious for not talking about um how many people watch things uh it's mm-hmm. it's it is known and it's i think it's unfortunate in some ways but i understand yep. their reasoning you know keep it in the black box so. but like on imdb there are only 766 ratings for this doc um and okay. i want i want tens of thousands of people to see this because it's yeah. just it's charming. It's so sweet. It's sweet. That's, I knew the word was going to come it, up. It again. had to. It's sweet. It it really, really is. Um, and I hope this opens. You know, and I hope if it does gain a little more notoriety. I mean, I know the director of it. He's only put out two. Um, this was just his second um, short documentary, and maybe this could open some doors for him because he 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 weaved a fine tale here. Um, and and you know, I'd like to see him more come for him because of absolutely. That. Uh, I hope it does. Yeah. I did kind of spend a few minutes trying to find what else uh, and I saw that he'd only done one other documentary that's Matthew Killip yeah, it's called we'll say um, it again. yeah it's called the master of reality it's a a, a a teenager pours over his obsessive notes um, he documented during his childhood it's actually got a pretty terrifying poster it does uh, picture uh, that goes of like a child with like a bleeding forehead <laughs> I was not a draw but the uh the notion is not completely with you know it's not com- ter- terribly far removed from you know how one could summarize this film which is you yeah. know it's, yes. it's about a a, pers- <laughs> a a young person's obsession obsessive drive if you will yep. uh hopefully hopefully the both of them have good endings but <laughs> yeah but absolutely. yeah i do look forward to I seeing do. what else he can do Absolutely, my my, I, he's got my attention. Um, Why don't I just leave with a recommendation? And I'm not sure if you're watching too. I just feel it fits with the vibe and kind of the genre. I just started watching um, Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, and uh, I'm really taken with it. I I knocked out those three. Uh, they they released the first three right in back to back to back. Um, Ridley Scott directed two of them, so it's got some good pedigree. I was I was going to recommend it to you, Jonathan, and and to anyone out there. I'm I'm, I'm Right after this ends, I'm excited. The fourth one was just released today. I'm going right to it, so it's 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 something to check out. Cool. I have not started that, but uh, yeah, I have to get to it. I believe it's up your alley. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you more than that for um, you know kind of kind of giving me the push towards this um, this uh, micro doc. I loved it. It was great. So, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone out there. Once again, join the party.
Osiris. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.